0: Hello everybody and welcome to a Next Generation Anfield Extra pod special with me uh, Andy Kelly. I've got my normal partner in crime Neil Jones here with me, alright Jonesy? Yeah,
1: not too, bad. not
0: too bad, And I'm absolutely delighted to say we've got a very special guest today. Uh, welcome to the pod Tom Brewitt. Thank
2: you Andy, yeah. thank you.
0: Uh, Tom, as everyone will know, um, spent many years at the Liverpool Academy uh, working his way through and uh, just very recently, a couple of months back, ended up... Um, making a move up to the northeast to Middlesbrough, and he's uh, he's brought the Middlesbrough weather back with him to Liverpool today. Um, and Tom, listen, tell us a little bit about how it's going for you up up at Middlesbrough.
2: Yeah, uh, really well. We've played um, 23s at the minute. I got given the armbands early on, um, and we're sitting top of the Premier League Two Division Two, so started really well. Um, four out of four. Four out of four. Yeah, we've kept. Two clean sheets and conceded two in four games, so I'd like to think I'm doing my job. Um, but now we, as a team, we're doing really well. Um, new set of lads come together, and what's nice is everyone's working for each other for for the team, and not being selfish. So I think that reflects in our results, and even when we're not playing well. So we played top of the league, Blackburn on Monday night. He struggled first half but we went in equal and I think that's the, answer, the ethic that we've got together and everyone's backing each other so it's going really well
0: and obviously people will talk about your decision to make, make the move and your last couple of sorry, 18 months at Liverpool were difficult weren't they in the yeah. sense that you, you talk about having the armband at Middlesbrough you know, you were the only 18s captain at Liverpool I'm pretty sure you were captain at several ages below that as well yeah. weren't you it's something that's been part of your career
2: yeah I think early on um, coming through, it was always me and Jordan rushed We were seen as the, the captains of the age groups, and even up to 18s, and in the Champions League, it was me and New Champions League, me and Jordan, wore the armbands in the games. Um, I think, there, like you say, the reserves reserve, I wore it every now and again, but it was never a permanent fixture. I think at different times, Harry Wilson wore it and other people like that, and I never really got. The runner games I wanted to want wearing the armbands is like I always want. Whatever team I'm in, I'm gonna want the armbands. Whether that's the first, team, once I want to get a runner games. I like to think of myself as the captain of most teams I'm playing. So whether I've got the armbands or not, I want to lead the team. When when it came
1: to the choice of going to Middlesbrough, were they were they, were they the only choice? Were they the first choice? What what was your decision process like when you had, you had the choice of where to go this summer?
2: Yeah, I think in. In June, I was on the phone to my agent nearly every day, deciding what was going to be best for for this season coming. And when Middlesbrough came in for me, I think it was it was a no-brainer. I knew Gary Monk was becoming the manager. I'd had really positive conversations with Craig Little, the academy manager, prior to my agent getting the offer. So I think once the offer was there, it was yeah. I was going there, and I knew that that was going to be the right place for me to develop under, like I say, Gary Monk. Former centre half, Craig Little, former centre half, um, and even Graham Lee. who was the coach of the 23s, he's now the assistant, but he's played 500 odd games as a centre half. So I knew for my development that was the place where I could go and develop and kick on. Well, I
1: mean, you look down the Football League, most, most clubs seem to have a Middlesbrough Academy graduate there. I think of the big high-profile ones like Downing and people like that, but, you know, E there's Matthew Bates, David Players. Yeah.
0: The, there's football
2: league experience coming out of that academy pretty much every year, and that must be a, a big thing for the lad going Yeah, there as it's well. ma- yeah definitely, yeah. I, I was looking at it, and at the time, it was whether I took the step into men's footy straight away, yeah. or I sort of went sideways into another reserve, but even though it can look sideways, it, for me to step forward, I mean, around the first team now, like I say, I've got the armbands at a very decent, reserve level, but, coming back to your point, the club produces players yeah. regularly, and whether that's the Middlesbrough's first team, and you look at Ben Gibson, who's... Yeah. They would do Dale Fry, who's just breaking yeah. in, and he won it. It's similar to Liverpool, they have a very the local lads that can come through they're very proud of them the T-sides are very proud people Um, so they can get lads coming through the academy it's perfect for them and I think that ties in with me because the way I play it will suit how the fans want their local lads to play and come through the academy so it it was the ideal move for me and
0: Tom what did they say they wanted from you what did they see in you that they wanted to bring to their football club and what you can bring to them
2: Initially they, they wanted me to start with the research which for pre-season I knew that, that was where I was going to be um, and it so happened that with the the lack of numbers at centre half in the first team I was quickly training in and around them and um, it's different with Liverpool because they're on two sides sometimes it can be tricky to step over but at Middlesbrough you're a, a pitch away so if there's an injury or a little yeah. knock injury, you're training with them and um, so, they, they, like I said, I spoke to Craig Little he, he was massive on the leadership and coming in and um, being the standard bearer for the, for the 23's dressing room. I think they had a really poor year at reserve level last year. I think we've won more games this year than what they won last year already. <laughs> wow. so we're doing, we've kicked on massively and I think a few lads have come in. The senior lads, we've got George Miller up front who's coming from Barry. who's got senior uh, experience, got Lewis Wing in midfield. And that mix with the hunger of the under 18s that are coming up, it's working perfectly at the minute. So I think the conversation i will have with Craig Little now going forward is I want to be knocking on the first team door. And if I can kick that door down and impress on a debut, then I just want to go from there. Now that's the next goal. Oh, and that's a huge ambition, then, isn't it? Especially the a club like
1: Middlesbrough. Championship promotion, hopefuls just out of the Premier League. Hopefully, knocking on the Premier League's door this season. So, that must give you even more motivation that you could go in the space of 18 months from being not in the Liverpool in the 23 team, but in and out of that, to potentially on the fringe of the Premier League first year.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, Middlesbrough is a Premier League club, fact. It, it shouldn't be in the Championship. You look at the Stadium, the players they've got, the fans they've got, they're a the Premier League club. Training ground, not bad the Training well. ground, brilliant, yeah. And like I say, my circumstance at Liverpool in the reserves was hampered by lads dropping down frequently. Look at Mama and Thiago, even Cork. And when he came on loan, he played a lot of reserve football. So my, my time in that team was frustrating at best so like I say if I can go from that to now knocking on the first teams or at Middlesbrough I'm trying to force the man in to impress him train training as much as I can hopefully an injury or two and then I'll never wish that on anyone but when an opportunity comes I've got to be ready so hopefully I can do that
0: Tom what's, what's the mental side of those that last 18 months at Liverpool like for a young lad you mentioned, uh, what, what age did you start at Liverpool? Very young, was not it? 10? You were at Liverpool for the 10, you get you work your way through, you've got the armband in many of those teams, um, you're a leader on the pitch, um, and you get to a stage where you're wanting to take that next step and play more 21s, it was for a bit, and then obviously 23s football. Yeah. And uh, as you say, you've got Mamadou Saku's situation, he's he's thrust into the 23s, you've got Thiago Aluri, Corker... Uh, and then apart from that, you've there's always more lads coming up ready to sort of because you you know as a academy player that there's just another year behind you. So yeah. if you don't get that chance when it's there for you, you can miss the boat, can't you? Yeah. How was that mentally for you to deal with?
2: I think for me it was very very tough. Like you say, coming through. I think maybe I was a little bit bubbled. I thought I was going to go 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. Yeah probably Rezius alone and then hopefully into the first team that was the goal for me and when it comes to that step 18s to Rezius it it became difficult due to circumstances the conversations I had with the club it was never down to my performances on the pitch they always felt I was doing well but certain things went against me even forget about Joe Gomez who was coming back in and he needed game time the back end of my Liverpool career so certain things went against me I think under Brenzen, under Benson Rogers he he was great for me and Mike Marsh was also top and I was in the round training with the first team at 18 Um, and that was massive I learned so much even then it was the year we nearly won the league and I was training with the likes of Suarez, Sturridge, Raheem and when they were on top form Stevie and I learned a huge amount then and then the year later a lot changed new manager came in, circumstances changed with me, Um, and that's football, that's how it is. Uh, I don't blame anyone, I'm not angry at anyone, that's that's football, and uh, this summer it was the right time for me to move on, and I think you get to the stage where you can become stagnant at a club, and that's what happened with me at Liverpool, I I wasn't progressing as much as I wanted to, so Middlesbrough came calling, and it was the perfect move does that conversation come about then, That you're gonna be? Like, well, is that someone tells you that you're not gonna get a contract, or are you you're saying I'm? Yeah. Not, I'm gonna spread my wings. Yeah, I think I think it's both with me. Like you say, I was I was a leader on the pitch and even off the pitch. So I always had a brilliant relationship with the staff. Yeah. yeah. Alex Ingoldthorpe, Mick Beer when he was the Reds Mick Garrity, Critch yeah. and the 18s. I, I got on well with all of them, so I was always knocking the door. And, have the honest chat with them, I, I, I know I'd never get lies from them, they'd tell me straight and equally I'd tell them straight what I thought. Um, so I knew in sort of this time last year, as, as much as I don't want to believe it, I knew that my future wasn't going to be at Liverpool. The chat I had with, with Alex were very very straight and like we say, I played the first game of last season, got injured for ten days, i come back in and I've got 25 million pounds worth of cents of in my place <laughs> yeah. and I'm thinking, what, what have I got to do? Because yeah. I had a brilliant pre-season last season, but the experience changed. I've, I was looking to try and get on loan in January of last year. Um, at Port Vale lined up, the manager got sacked there uh, on Boxing Day or resigned from yeah. part of and waiting for <laughs> yeah. the club. Um, so that fell apart and... In January, I was fighting against time to try and get a move. It didn't materialise, and at that point, I knew that come the summer, I was going to have to move on. the contract wasn't coming that I wanted, and to be honest, even if a contract did come, like I say, I'd probably stag-
1: yeah.
2: become stagnant in the in that reserve dressing room. I wasn't getting the game time I wanted. I wasn't knocking on the first team door as I would have wanted to come 20 years old. It was time. The club knew, I knew. It was just and like I say there was no animosity, it was just straight talking. Man to man, me and Alex. They sort the
0: of so yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, it was that, over. That's a massive thing for a,
1: a scouser to do under a you know you, we, we all we all grow with the idea to play for your, your hometown club and you, you think you'd never you'd never ask to leave, you'd never ever want to walk out of that door. But did you have to wrestle with that emotional or have you, had you sort of had a year almost to get your get your head around it and be be a bit more selfish about it and say well I'm going to be I'm going to make this decision for me
2: yeah come October November time like I say I, it was very hard having them conversations I didn't want to since yeah. the age of four I still do now want to play for Liverpool yeah. one day and that will always be the dream no matter where I go in my career and so at 20 to, to come to terms with that it was tough and I played against United at Anfield in January and we lost 1-0 in the last, last few minutes of the game and at that point I sort of knew it was going to be my last time I played Anfield yeah. at Anfield at that stage yeah. of my career and I remember looking to the car and seeing me dad and me brother and they clearly made up with our players and clapping and I just burst into tears, I was just distraught like and we and we lost the game, yeah. I was gutted anyway but it, it was coming to terms with what was about to happen in my life. And I'm not ashamed to say that, it since it happened, like, that was part, I wanted to be part of Liverpool. I wanted to be the next one to come through, like I spoke to you before, about following Jamie Carrier's footsteps. That was, that was the ideal dream. Now, the game's changed since then. The gaffer one in the summer was looking at 60 million pounds to Virgil van Dyke. So for a local lad with no experience to come through, it was going to be tough. So. Like I say, my career path now has changed but the goal is always the same and it's to play Champions League football and hopefully that will be for
0: Liverpool. And people will be interested, Thomas, you've gone to Middlesbrough, you've made the jump, you know, very sort of, you know, people will say brave, sensible and probably a correct decision to go and try and you know, forge your career elsewhere, wherever it will then take you. But how have you found uh, the people be interested in how you find Middlesbrough compared to Liverpool? Obviously, you know Liverpool, are a bigger club than Middlesbrough. No one needs telling that. But uh, how do you find the dressing room, the people you work with, there, the players? What 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 are the similarities? What are the differences? But uh,
2: yeah, like I said earlier, the, the similarities. The club is very very much about the passion and the drive of the players. So it it perfectly for what I want it, what I'm about, and how I play. it in terms of the training and the the training ground, you're in and around the first team every day. So, even if you're training with the reserves, you're having breakfast, you're having your lunch, you're doing your gym side by side with the first team players. The gaffers are both, you see the gaffer and the first team staff every day. You have a relationship with them, you have a relationship with all the first team players. And that at Liverpool was tough because the 23s were on a different site, they were at Kirby, and the first team were at Melbourne. Now, I know there's plans to move was over and I think that's going to be absolutely brilliant for, I think the 16s now, I think they'll come into their 18s, reserve you at the perfect time and they'll get all the benefits of being around your superstars and learning what they do every day. I'm just trying to take a little leaf out of their book. I listen to, I listen to all the ex-players, your, your Lampard, your Gerrard, your John Terrys, and they all talk about being around that first team at 16, 17, 18, and, and just trying to learn, and for anyone coming through with that, Melwood coming to Kirby is going to be brilliant for the lads. You must,
1: must have had that at Kirby where someone like Darglish who turns up, and I'm sure the train will go up a little level when you know oh, yeah. Fowler's yeah. on the sideline, yeah. or manaman or someone like that. That, that, and that's going to be
2: potentially every single day with a, with a clock on the other pitch, just just watching over. Exactly, yeah, and like you say yeah your Leaches, your McManamans, Rob Jones is massive, he, he had a massive input. And then last year Stephen Gerrard walked through the zone. And then all of a sudden it's right. He's watching. And naturally he's a he's a club legend. He's lived for his greatest ever player. I don't think many people would argue with that. And he's now a coach. So again I think it's has got a current crop of players, the 16s, the 18s, they're gonna learn so much from being around even the reserves when stevie's going to be watching them if, if the lads aren't tapping into his knowledge they're absolutely stupid <laughs> 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 but like you say the, the legends that are about the place you do learn a lot and i think when melwood comes to kirby and um, you've still got the influx of these legends around the place it's going to be brilliant for the lads there. learn hopefully a few more young lads a few more local lads can break through like has this season
1: a few guys to learn from a quarter as well I, mean, I mentioned Stu Downing Ben Gibson to play playing for England now um, yeah. a lot of Premier League experience a lot of good Championship level players Gary Monk good manager with a good reputation what, what's, what have they been saying to you have you been getting input from them as well little pointers or yeah, from them? Have they yeah I think
2: it? there's the two captains of the Manchester Fair team I'd say George Friends and Ben Gibson and they're the senior heads And I had a good conversation with the pair of them on pretty much my first day which is our oh, well done new contract uh, what's the plan now I'll sleep with them I'll, I want to be with you my goal isn't to go there and pay in the 20th it's to play with the first team he said well you've got the manager you've got the support use everyone use us yeah. and then hopefully given the right it's up to you now it's not it's not a case of circumstance or opportunity, it's up to me. If I prove it, I'm going to be knocking on that 13 door, and it's up to my performances and my work rate to get better. And if I do, I'll be there, and the, the path's there for me, so it's brilliant to listen to, like you say, your Ben Gibson's, your Chewy Downing's, so you, they've played top, top level yeah. football, and they've come through that academy, and it's are still there, so it's perfect. Ben Gibson as well. He was a Remember yeah. him in a few years back? He was about 19. And he spoke like spoke like a club captain then. Yeah, but yeah, it's someone again that I can look up to and sort of draw parallels with and how we play, how we want to be off the pitch. Um, I remember speaking to him about tramier and John McMahon and yeah, yeah. John McMahon. He's he's kept an eye out for me as well. So in the summer he was he was texting me and making sure. I, I had the right move and when I told him about Middlesbrough he was made up because he knew Give was yeah. there and he had that relationship and again it was I went to Middlesbrough on the first day I spoke to Gibbo it was something I could talk about it was yeah, your time your yeah. time in the city the time with John McMahon and it's all these little relationships you build with people that stand in good stead going forwards yeah. well,
0: One of the most difficult things I, I see when I'm watching academy football charm is that um, sometimes happens perhaps more at 23's level but you you get you get a team put together where there's 11 players and there's probably 11 different reasons they're on the pitch you mentioned obviously the likes of Mama and Thiago coming down Joe Gomez coming down from first team level you've got the 18s coming up you've got some players who've been there for a number of years who perhaps you know, you always need to put out an 11 but maybe they're getting to a situation where they think I probably need a loan or yeah. whatever I'm playing here to impress the scouts on the sideline yeah. and when you're playing in a team is it is it do the players sort of self regulate themselves in terms of we're here to win this game as a team or can you sometimes see a player who you think you know perhaps happens more at the top end of the pitch rather than as a defender yeah. because you've got a striker who can square it to his mate to slot a goal yeah. or he can take a slightly more harder chance himself but he's got the chance to get himself yeah, on the score sheet agree. do is it do the players see Can you see the players who are maybe playing a bit more for themselves rather than for a win for the 18s or the
2: 23s? Yeah, definitely and there's always a feeling in a dressing room before, you know, you know in the dressing room, you know in the warm-up what the team's going to be like and I think what we've got at the minute at Middlesbrough um, and which is why we're winning games is everyone knows that you look better if you're winning games as good as a striker wants to be if you lose a game 7-3 and a striker scores 2-3 well great but you're on a losing team Like it doesn't really make any difference whereas now we've got an 11 even a 16 we've had a few injuries but a 16 group of lads that know that if we do well in our reserves as a team there'll be opportunities going up to the first team and also if you look at if you're a league 1 manager you're going to struggle to take a player on loan that's lost every game in the 20th league because he's used to losing, he's conceding goals every week. Whereas if you're coming to watch and you're watching a winning team, you're watching a winning player. And as a man, if I was a manager, I'd want to take a winner. I'd want to take someone that wants to win, who's used to winning, not someone who just doesn't really care if they're losing as long as they look good. To me, that doesn't make any sense. But come back to your point, definitely in the 20th league, I have not it's, I think Nick Biel said it, it's a team no one wants to be in. You get in it from an 18, great, great for the first few months, but then what's next? Because, like you say, said, it's not competitive enough the 23 league. And sometimes you can come up against almost a second team, like a, a B team or a first team, then the next week you can play an under-18s team. Yeah. So it, it's difficult to motivate yourself for every game in it, but like I said, you keep winning games. Then it becomes becomes a habit, I think. Anyway,
1: Jürgen, for example, has had to sort of refine his views on loans and getting players out. When he first came, I think he was very much against the idea. He wanted everyone back to have a look at them. Now he sort of said that certain players are better. From your experience, you haven't gone on loan. You've left, but would you would you be saying to a 19-year-old now who's going to the 23s' you'd be saying? i will be looking at
2: I'll be thinking about getting out yeah. of playing hard on football or oh, at least yeah. regular football. hundred percent if you need to play. Between Alex, Alex talks about that all the time, between eighteen and twenty three is the hardest years of footballers' career. Because up until then you've had shared minutes, nothing's on the line, everything's pretty easy. Yeah. If if you and want it's the best player, well. yeah. Whereas you get to eighteen and twenty between that and twenty three. It's about making yourself a career. And I think the Experience you get at any level, even if, especially for a defender, if you're going to go conference, goalkeeper go defends com- defending's defending. Whether it's in the Champions League or Championship or the conference, if a ball's coming in the box, you've got to defend it. If a ball's coming along from a keeper, you've got to defend it. That those skills don't change from the top level to the bottom level. Of course, you're going to come up against better players, but you need the you need the foundations to to get to that top level. So I. If a 19-year-old now came to me and said, listen, I've got a League 2 club who want me on loan, or I can stay in the reserves and play six months, get yeah. yourself on loan. As quickly as you can, go and play men's foot. You get 50, 100 games do about that, I've got a good mate who is at Everton, Ryan Leadsen. Yeah, so yeah. I'm now i him and his tackles in the derby." <laughs> um, but now we, I've known him for a long, long time, and he's he took the decision, um, start the last season to move on to Oxford and he's now targeting 100 games in the in the league and he's only he's only just 10 90, uh, sorry only just 10 20 so come 21 he's gonna have 100 league games under his belt now if you're gonna again if you're a championship manager who are you gonna pick a kid that's 20 and plays 100 times in the league? or a kid that's played 50 times in the Resi's league. It's a no-brainer, really, because you can trust someone. that They've played for three points, they played in front of a crowd, they've played on a game that properly means something. I mean, I don't want to slight the 23's league off too much cos everyone needs it at some point. I'm playing it now. I need that football under my belt. But if a team were to lose six in a row, no-one's getting sacked. Whereas if you lose six in a row and league one, the manager's gone. Yeah. You're you're placing the team's questions. Team are to losing the win bonus. Yeah. And your, m- all that. your mortgage. is yeah. your, You're worried about all things like that. Whereas in the resis, it's it's alright if you lose. Yeah. I mean, it's not okay. Yeah, but yeah. the manager's not getting sacked. You know what you're going to be doing the next day. Your, your salary doesn't change. All things like that comes into it, and I've learnt myself. <laughs> with loans and with permanent moves away from the you need experience. That's the main thing you need. And like I say, Middlesbrough, if I'm not knocking on the first teams open Christmas, I wanna be out on loan in January. Yeah. Because I turn twenty one in February and I wanna be playing men's footy, come then. So it's either kick on at Middlesbrough, which I know like I say I know there's a path to do it. Or get myself on my own and get myself some experience
0: you, you mentioned Ryan there as one of your friends Tom who, who else sort of from your time through the academy would be the guys who you'd be texting on a Saturday night to see how they how they did or what's happened if, if that's what we uh, yeah. do these days
2: I think um, obviously I stay in touch with all the lads at Liverpool and yeah. we've got our own WhatsApp group that I'm still a part of and obviously Jordan Williams has gone to Rochdale, Sam has gone to Blackburn I lived with Harry Wilson for a year and in the middle of Liverpool last year so he's a very very good mate of mine Um, and then I've got lads at other clubs who from playing with England I've formed a very strong relationship and the likes of John Joe Kenny at Everton and Adam Armstrong at Newcastle the lads that I look out for
0: John Joe World Cup winner yeah John Joe
2: World Cup winner um, he's done well but again he I think, I don't want to speak on behalf of him, but he's he's looking for men's now himself. And I he heard what,
0: people on the radio saying, why isn't he giving a shot at yeah. Everton, at right-back right at this very minute? Like
2: said, I said, he's a good mate of mine, and I want him to do as well as I can, and I'd love to see him in the Everton team. He's come through the system. He's um, I played schoolboys with him at 9 and 10, and I, I'd love nothing more than to see him playing at Goodison. I'd be made up for him, and again, him... Jordan Raster, Ryan Ledson, all lads in the city that I will look for and I'll be in contact with him when I'm 30. And I know when I move, I text the three of them and I'm just asking for a bit of advice. I knew Lego had gone to Oxford. Jordan had made the move up to Rangers. John Joe was in a different position, but he had been on loan at Wigan. So I just tap into different people and just try and ask for bits of advice. And sometimes it helps, sometimes... I'm they tell me things you already know but yeah. there's no harm in asking and the little bits they do help with it and it makes me better as a person and as a player i mean
1: you're talking there about getting towards the middlesbrough first team do you have to do you have to remove your ego a little bit as a young player because we hear about academy players and much too soon potentially with certain academies and we've seen at Manchester City they've had a few problems, Arsenal think they've had a few problems. Have you gotta have you gotta set that aside and go, you know what, if I can't make it to Liverpool it doesn't mean I'm a bad player, it doesn't mean I'm not gonna have a career. So I just I, I pass that and I'm gonna just I'm just gonna
2: take what I've learned from Liverpool and go to open Middlesbrough and, and use it. Yeah, definitely They're, I think uh, a lot of lads like you say they they come through with top clubs and they think that the world's all Rainbows and blue skies, and they get like they get to that difficult age where it's time to break in now. And if just because you're not ready at 19, 20 doesn't mean you're not going to be at 26, 27, 28. Like I mentioned, Jordan, Jordan Ross, who's a very, very close mate of mine, and we'll text most days. To be honest, he's struggled with injuries a little bit, but he broke through it. Liverpool. He had the dream debut. Liverpool, he scored like that's every kid's team but he still wasn't getting the game time and he took the decision at that point that he wants to move to Rangers and again I don't want to be on behalf of him but he'll be targeting Champions League football the same way you've got your targets and you've got a certain path but your ego's got you can't have an ego in football if you have an ego you won't get anywhere of course on the pitch play with play with an arrogance play with a confidence but Outside of you the know, off the pitch you have gotta think about yourself and yeah. um, what's best for you—not what—not what's best—not what looks best—not what what will be the most glamorous. What will be best for you? And like I say, Jordan's gone to Rangers. Really great move, big club, and he'll now get unbelievable experience That Ryan Ledson's gone to Oxford. You yeah. know what? You don't really want to go from Everton to Oxford, but it's what was best for Lego at that time. So the pair of them can now kick on. And they were both still be targeting the top top level, yeah. which I am. I've won that. I, like, I will make no mistakes. I was well I'm aiming for the top, but it's the way I do it now. You're seeing players as well at the top level now.
1: Think of Delhi Ali. Think of Harry Kane, who's been everywhere before he's, he's made through Tottenham. Jamie who has been down and up and all that. So you're seeing you're seeing role models there that, that you can say, well, you know, if you get to 23 and you're not playing the
2: Champions League it, you, you might still be at 27 Yeah it, the game's changed a lot now from 20 years ago I think it was the path was a lot easier look at the likes of John Terry and Jamie Carragher who broke through it 17, 18 at centre half and you look up and down the leagues now I can't remember the last time yeah.
1: 17,
2: 18 year you old know, played in the Premier League at centre back and, and if they do it was a one off and then yeah. they're not seen again for a couple of years and then so and there's all sorts of different paths you look at Ryan Kent now he's just gone on loan to the Bundesliga he's another good mate and that's a, another path that a few English guys have started to explore you've got Dan Crowley, who's on loan with Pedzo um, you look at Jason Sancho who's just gone to Dortmund it's a, it's a path that might have to take a road but it's 10-11-12 it's not something to think of so you're right and you, you look at your high games your yeah. Eric Dias, even your Ben Gibson's have got it. They go on loan and just because they're at a level at a certain age doesn't mean that come 27, 28, they're not international players. That's...
0: Football has that capacity to surprise as well, Tom, doesn't it? Because no doubt, as you were coming through the age groups, there's always certain players where everyone thinks, oh, well, you know, he's a bit of a star in training. Everyone will have high hopes for him. Ryan probably would be one of them at Liverpool, wouldn't he? Yeah. Where you used to read everyone's bio on the academy, who's the most skillful player at the academy? Yeah. Everyone said Ryan Kent. Yeah. It was uh, it was dead boring. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, but so uh, you know, he's a player who's obviously very skillful, and we still see that, and obviously impressive in pre-season. Now he gets a very interesting yeah. loan to the Bundesliga. But there's also those players who perhaps you don't get, who who you know don't. Maybe shine at a very early age, but sort of come through and surprise you. I can talk about Connor Randall, for instance, who I never really thought he will play a game for the Liverpool first team because he was a solid player, yeah. but I never thought he's got the Kev, star quality. Kev Stewart, Kev yeah. Stewart again, who yeah. through sheer hard work yeah. and Connor obviously played I think 7-8 games for the Liverpool first team, always did well when he played, yeah. and is now up in up in Hearts, and and you know he's got an entire your know, career up there. Hopefully, yeah, since, exactly. And again,
2: Conor's someone that stay in touch with quite frequently and has made up for his move with heart because it came to the point where he wasn't going to get game time at liverpool and now he's going to go and play in a scottish prem and i think he's playing a little bit center mid and it's something that's going to develop him and you mentioned ryan kent and i think it's interesting that the view of him is that everyone knew but what if you go back further to so when we were 14 15 16, and Rasa struggled a little bit with his size he always has the ability but no one really knew where he played. Was he going to play inside as a ten on the wing? And he won't mind me saying this, but he was struggling at 15, 16. It was me and him. We weren't sure whether we were going to get our scholars, and even though we were doing well, it was whether we could go to that next level. And Razer then talked about all the hardship that he went through. And after 16, he just kicked on and just kept getting better and better and better. And now he's playing among the top five leagues in Europe and I'm absolutely made up for
0: him. Having done his time at Coventry, Barnsley, impressed everywhere he went, just worked hard and he's just stepping up the ladder, isn't he? And he couldn't make that giant leap, maybe from the academy to Liverpool's first team necessarily in in competitive games, but he's he's going about it a different way.
2: And you look at who Raz is competing with and you're looking at £30 million players. You're looking at your, your Salah, who's come in and impressed everyone, your manner who at the time, people weren't sure about the money, trying to, and he's just come in and being unbelievable. You look at Coutinho, who's done to compete with Firmino, if he plays out there. These are top, top, top players. They're very fast players on the day. So for Raza to compete with them at 19, 20, it's hard for anyone. And you look at Raheem and when he broke in at Liverpool, the competition he has was, far less than what have now. the timing for a player to break through has got to be right and Raheem got it and to be fair he's just kicked on and done unbelievably well for himself got a big money move to City and say what you want to say about that but he's done well um, but he got the opportunity at the right time whereas Raz has come at a time where I mentioned the four lads I've just mentioned they were class players so now Again, rather, has got to drop his ego. Drop his... I'm a Liverpool player. Like you say, he's gone to Coventry, he's done well. So step up to Barnes and he's done well again, and now he's got his next step, which is top, top division football. And hopefully, a step after that is back at Liverpool. He's got the potential too. Yeah. It's just it's whether he can do it or not, and whether he can force Excuse me, so you can
0: force your Yeah. If nothing else happens, I'm thinking you and your mates could form a pretty decent five-a-side team <laughs> <Yeah. even. laughs> at, at the end of somewhere yeah. in about 20 years when you've had your careers. I don't think I would fancy meeting you <laughs> on the pitch or whatever, you know.
2: No, it's funny, me and um, me and Harry Wilson we were talking not long ago, like when I was leaving. we were joking about the testimony I've been there 10 years. Like <laughs> we had the conversation, who would you have in your team? Like me, my team against his team. And the players that you come across in your career that you played with and next to, I think you had Gareth Bale the in his team. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Stevie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I can edge Stevie in our <laughs> game at Melwood. I think that, but it's um, the lads that I play with, the lads that I see eye to eye with. We, in football, you create a very strong bonds with people because you spend so much time together and you work so hard for each other on the pitch. That off the pitch it just becomes like a second nature that you are very good mates with them. I've, I've mentioned probably ten lads today yeah. that I will speak to probably every week okay. just to see how they're getting on and they're up and down the country. Raz is in Jamie you now yeah, we've, yeah. you know, we've got Adam Armstrong who's at we're, Bolton. We're all looking forward to seeing Ryan in
1: Germany by the way. We really <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be holding that. your breath by the way. I wouldn't <laughs> be holding
2: your breath but now And then you've got the two lads up in Scotland, Jordan and Connor, and I wish not but good things for everyone I've played with. I never have jealousy or any of that. I I want them to do well because I know I've played with them. I don't know that I've been as good, if not better, on the day than them, so if they can do it, I don't know I can do it. So I love the fact that the age group I've come through with at both England level and at academy level, Everyone's doing well. Everyone in their own different ways, kicking on.
1: It brings it on to two lads who you, you didn't necessarily come through with but you must have come come across them at a caddy level and you talk about Harry the sort of the next Harry Wilson. If you like Ben Will Burns just, just done that for Wales, so the Trent playing in the first team at the yeah. moment. That must be that must be like another another great thing I'd like you to
2: see as well. And yeah. That, that, and then, like you say, they they were younger than me and Trent played. Trent played right back against Man City February last year, I think. And, and Brandon Barker, wasn't it? Barker, and Trent, again, Trent won't mind me saying, Blandon Barker wins in that game. Yeah. The, Trent, the Anfield did, game it was on. Trent, Trent didn't play for the reserves again that season, but the next pre-season he was with the first team, and it with a little bit of a surprise to people yeah. he hadn't played reserves, but he'd done well. We knew he'd done well in the 18s, but credit where credit's due. Every chance he's had since then, he's took. He scores a goal in the Champions League, and he's learning, clearly. Learning. The goal against Hoffenheim, that we can see, that he's gonna learn from that. And I'm made up with another scout kid to come through, and he's pushing Klein now. Every, the talk now is he's gonna push Klein. I'm made up for him, and you look at you look at Ben Woodburn and he's not a he's not a local lad, but again, he's come, he's come through the system, and that goal he scored for Wales was just. The atmosphere and the, the timing of it. It was similar to trans goal against Hoffenheim. It was the perfect time to, to score a goal like that and the pair of them doing it together as well. It, it must be nothing better. I would love nothing more than that to be me and Harry or me and whoever it would have been. It's perfect because they've got each other and they're progressing well together and I hope, I hope the pair of them can now get in the first team and stay in the first team. Of course, he have got a job on hands. If Trent displaces Klein, who's England's right back, well then Trent's knocking on the international <laughs> door. If Ben displaces Coutinho, Firmino, Salah, Mane, he's absolutely flying. And plus, he can play inside as well. So the pair of them, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on them. And I'm hoping they do well. I'm hoping they get the opportunities under the gaffer, which I'm sure they will. Um, and again, I, I wish nothing but the best for them. Like I say, they weren't necessarily in my dressing room and in my team's coming through, but I knew about them, and when I watched them, I was and knew. So, like I say, I wish nothing but the best for them.
0: There'll be there'll be a lot of excitement around the academy with them being back in the UEFA Youth League. Tom, um, obviously, they'll mirror the first team in the groups and everything else. And last time they were in that tournament. You were playing in it with them and yeah. I think getting on the score sheet against Real Madrid yeah, were here.
2: Yeah, it's a good memory. Um in for youth league's billions. We we went on a brilliant run, we we beat Madrid, we beat Basel in the ninety-eighth minute to go to. Yeah. We we battered Ludwig Ritz and then we came unstuck against Benfica and you look at that Benfica team and there's some very, very strong players in it. Um
0: we were a little unlucky to lose that game yeah though. we were,
2: we lost 2-1 that game and I think it's so painful because I didn't start that game and I look back and I think I still to this day think we've conceded one of the goals if I was on the pitch whether we would have or not I like to think that but I know that I played every group game when I was fit and we had won most games, we lost two either way and I think we did we draw to Basel or lose on the first day? but it was a good game away and we left ourselves with a lot to do but that game against Madrid like me, Harry and Jordan still talk about that now we scored against Madrid and you look at I played against Bequita Meyer Allen that game who went on loan to Wolfsburg last season and this season he scores for Real Madrid already I know I can mark him I know I can play against so again it's it's comparing yourself to these players. So we watched him at Trambia last season, didn't yeah, we? Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. He was on loan, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right, yeah. so, and this is a kid that's now scores yeah. in a team of your Ronaldo's, your Benz. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can compare yourself against these lads that you've played against, and it gives me confidence because I know I can do it. And I know that since that day, I've worked nothing, but... Yeah. my ass off, yeah. since then. So I know that I can do it, and I know that if I keep working, I'll be able to prove that once I so give given the opportunity.
1: You, you strike me Tom as being someone with a very strong side you know, of the game. Um, can you give us an insight into what clubs do to, to help players work Because not everyone is the same, not everyone has the same background, not everyone has the same mentality, yeah. but what do clubs do to to ensure that you keep your feet on the ground but also your your, your drive
2: and your vision? Yeah, I think I think the the staff in the academy are, are top for that they, uh, they'll fill you with confidence but at the same time uh, getting a bit big headed you'll be brought down with the hood yeah. you know what I mean yeah. um, and again it, different players have different mindsets so a winger or a striker have a very different mindset to what I will have um, but like I said it's about managing it and there's a lot of support at the club I think every every age group I went through like, I always had a decent relationship with the staff where I could go and ask what I need to work on, what am I doing well. Um, but then if you're struggling mentally there's a psychologists in place that you if you need a quiet word with and you don't want you don't want to speak to the manager, you feel a bit down or whatever, you can go and speak to Evie, she's called and she's brilliant. I used her in difficult times at Liverpool when like I say I wasn't playing when I wanted to play and things like that and the support network is is what you need and yeah. you can't ask much more than what you get at Liverpool and I think a lot of lads don't realize they you've got it until it's gone. You look at lads that move on to lower league clubs, and all of a sudden it's, oh, well, why don't we have that? And why don't we have this? Yeah. And you don't realise how lucky you are at Liverpool. Um, luckily, I, I think I did, and I used everything I had around me. Um, and again, at Middlesbrough, I've got all that support network still, so yeah. it's a, yeah, it's brilliant, the network at Liverpool.
0: And Phil so looking ahead for yourself for the rest of the season, you mentioned earlier your targets clearly. You know to progress with the 23s at Middlesbrough. And when that opportunity comes, hopefully to take Gary Monk's confidence in you. Hopefully if he puts you in the team and and and, and impress and try and stay there.
2: Yeah, like you say, the, the short-term goal is to keep playing well in the reserves and keep impressing them on that level. But. At the end of the day, I want to play men's football, and hopefully that is at that Minspe first-team. Like I say, the, with Gary Monk, I think the gaffer is just top. And he's a thinker, and he has a lot of experience up and down the leagues, both playing and managing. Um, and I think I know he understands the type of player and person I am. Um, so for me, I want to be knocking on the first-team door. I want to be forcing my way into that into the squad initially being around it and then like you say given the opportunity I want to impress and if not come January I want to be out playing men's football and that's that's something I'm discussing with the club now and again I've got a relationship with Craig who's been really good to me since day one Um, where we can have an honest chat and it's a similar relationship I had with Alex where we're very clear on what I want to do very clear on what the club wants me to do so can only be beneficial for me going forwards. In the meantime, i I always want
1: Liverpool.
2: What are up to? Yeah, of course. I, I'm a Liverpool fan. I never hide. I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, I've always wanted to eventually play for Liverpool. Um, but for now, it's focused on the Middlesbrough getting Middlesbrough and back in the Premier League. While making myself a career, but of course I'll have an eye on it. Hopefully, goes to a few Champions League games this year if I get the chance. But you as well
1: say yeah, yeah, for one hour yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Now if if we get Liverpool in the cup, it'll be brilliant. And I mean, we've got the effort Carabao Cup yeah. next week against Aston Villa. Yeah. We forgets against that. I think the there's a good chance we'll get a Premier League team and if that's Liverpool brilliant yeah fantastic if You few uh, demands
1: tickets there we'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sounds, that's great um, really appreciate your
0: time yeah absolutely. yeah absolutely I mean I think everyone who's seen Tom play with Liverpool knows the sort of full-hearted application he delivers and leadership on the pitch every time and uh, we wish him all the best up at Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, yeah. Middlesbrough. Well. <laughs> that, uh, You've got, someone you... hasn't been listening. Yeah. Rafa has <laughs> been. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's once you hit your forties, everybody. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, all the very best up at Middlesbrough, Tom. We look forward to following your career up there, but in particular to see hopefully you make that jump into the first team, and uh, we'll all be uh, following your progress. And thanks very much for joining us, mate. Thank you. Thank
2: you.